Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school, he left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. 
Uh-oh. There is a freight train coming. I'll tell you what it is. Georgia. What you should be feeling about Georgia. Something you may not have thought of. And finally, well, you're just going to have to hang on for this one. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. saw something today that I didn't think was very surprising, but apparently everybody else thinks it's pretty surprising. And it was just an article, just, just a regular news article explaining over, over 10 million renters are behind, facing eviction very soon, over $5,000 behind. America may have a debt crisis coming when it comes to personal debt. People are starting to be unable to feed themselves, pay the rent, pay the mortgage. Well, you'll have to forgive me, but what do you think was going to happen? How do you think all this works? It's easy for you and I to get lost in it, and I do too. It's not like I spend every waking moment thinking about the economy, everything that goes on around us. But the economy, an economy in general, is just people. It's just people going out there, doing whatever they have to do in order to make money to pay so they can survive. It's not necessarily different than a caveman out there with a spear in his hand trying to spear a saber-toothed tiger. It's the same thing. You spend time during your day, I spend time doing, during my day doing things that earn me money so I can feed myself and my family. It's not complicated. Economy the size of ours does that on a grander scale. People join together in companies, sometimes small ones, sometimes big ones. They move here and there. They figure out ways to work with each other. We can work with this company. We can work with that company. They're complex things. People have, have these gigantic lofty college degrees studying them. But one thing remains the same. It has to move. It has to move. You can't look at it ever and just pause it. And I can't tell you how many times I heard that at the very beginning when coronavirus came out and we had every moron out there saying, 15 days to slow the spread, just go home and hide and watch Netflix. And I'm screaming. You remember, I was right here day one. I'm not one of these Johnny-come-latelys. Day one, I was in front of this camera telling you, whoa, lockdown? What? No! Go back to work. We'll, we'll figure out a way to deal with it on the way. You don't lock down. Because this is how this story ends. You see, I think for some reason people have gotten in this rut because the Amazon packages are still showing up and, and the Netflix specials are still on TV that everything's going to be okay, that everything is okay. Well, even if you're not one of those small business owners out there who's bankrupt, almost bankrupt, by this whole lockdown insanity, this stuff trickles down. These people down from that are about to get absolutely slaughtered. The blue-collar worker, the working-class guy, doesn't have months of savings. And no, I don't need your lectures about what you should have. You should have six months of savings at all times. Okay, yes, you should. Be good with your money. I believe that too. Try to save as much as I, human, as much as I can. But are you tell a lunch pail guy he's got to have six months of expenses saved up? He's going to laugh in your face and he should. It's not realistic. And you can't survive in this world like that. These people aren't going to make it.
And what happens downhill from there? Okay, so you have millions of Americans, millions who can't pay the rent. Well, well, that should cancel rent. What? Cancel rent? A landlord is just another company in that economy that has to keep moving. Just because he's a landlord don't mean he's rich. Even if he is rich, the guy still has bills to pay. If you can't pay, you got to go. Because I have to have paying people in that space that I'm still paying the bank for. Oh, the bank. Yeah, you see, those are really important. You can wish they weren't important all you want, but the truth is banks in an American society are critically, critically important. The banks also are for-profit businesses. I know it's easy to demonize banks. It's easy to look at the big, ugly bank and say, that guy's holding all the money. Well, it's not a charity. It's a for-profit business. They'll loan you some money. You pay back that money with a little extra, and that's how they keep putting all the gold plating on the bank walls. Banks are for-profit businesses. They need those landlords also paying money. I have my radio studio in downtown Houston. I show up every single day at a multi-level parking garage. And right before coronavirus, the challenge every day when I pulled in was actually finding a spot in this multi-level parking garage. Oftentimes, I would have to leave and park half a mile up the road and walk into work. I drive in now. I'm one of five cars on my entire level. I think there's 20 in the parking garage in total. Okay, so let's set aside the landlords now. Let's go to commercial real estate. This studio I'm in, 20-story tall high-rise. You know, people who own those high-rises also owe banks, too. They took out loans to pay for that high-rise. They need tenants in those buildings. Those tenants aren't there anymore. Do you see what's coming? There is a freight train coming, a freight train of debt coming, and it cannot possibly be stopped with anything but opening up the economy again. Congress could pass a million idiotic stimulus bills. Nothing can replace a $20 trillion economy constantly in motion. It cannot happen. It's not humanly possible. I don't care what your idiot congressman, senator, or president, whatever you want, governor, mayor, I don't care what any of them tell you. There is nothing that will save us, any of us, from the debt train that is coming if we don't open this place up again, all of it, all of it. There is no saving us. Only the economy in motion can do that. Talk about making you uncomfortable. And I'm glad, I'm glad at the things I see now I'm glad we have business owners front and center on the television set bringing their pleas to the public. I'm glad people are starting to rebel. People are starting to listen. They're starting to push back. I'm glad. Look at this bar owner. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this. Has approved 
this being set up for this being set up for for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. If that doesn't move you in some way, man, I thought I didn't have a heart. You hear that inner voice? I've had that in my email inbox for six months since I've been speaking out against this. Maybe you're not a small business owner, fine. These people are half of our economy and they're being wiped out on purpose. I don't wanna hear about your virus. I understand coronavirus is serious. I understand it's killing people. We're gonna allow these lockdowns to kill all of us before this time is over. Get out there and live your life. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, take the vaccine. I don't care what you do. Get out there, open up your business and live your life before these dirtball scumbags destroy us all. And I'm glad, I'm glad Danny pressed the Staten Island restaurant owner. I'm glad he's voicing it. In the next uh, couple of days, uh, Max will be open. Um, we're working on that. And right now we're sitting down with our legal team and we're trying to at this point, work with the city. We've pleaded with them um, to work with us and other small businesses. At this point, just like I said in the beginning, we are losing faith and kind of have lost faith in the ability for our local and city governments to help us. Um, the immediate local governments are helping us, those officials, but the governor and the mayor seem like they don't want anything. So at some point, if they don't give us uh, assistance in some way or are working with us to get things back open, again, in a safe manner, um, we're gonna have to take things mm. into our own hands. Take them into your own hands. Open up your business, all of you. They can't stop you all. Don't let these dirt balls destroy the United States of America over a virus with over 99% survivability rate. Do what you can, protect your loved ones, open your business and live your freaking life. And I saw this from Randy Levine and I'll tell you, you know, go ahead. Because of the pandemic, uh, because of what's happened here is uh, the fiscal situation in the city is really, really bleak. I believe that it hasn't gotten the attention that it deserves that if this city is not on good financial footing, then nothing else can happen. You can't have good schools. You can't have people who have a quality place to live so they can pay their rent and their mortgages. Everything breaks down. And I believe that there hasn't been the attention uh, yet and uh, from people who are, you know, announced that they're running uh, for mayor, officially declared, uh, to deal with this problem. Because if you don't solve this problem, then nothing happens. The city will go bankrupt. Well, I love New York City. Maybe you don't. I do. One, that's extremely sad. It's not surprising at all because New York City's mayor, de Blasio, is an idiot. But two... Um, this is no. This is nothing against Randy Levine. I don't know. Never spoken to the man. I, I I don't know. I'm not singling him out here. I have to be clear about that. But I continue to hear people say this, and I continue to see articles about this that say because of the pandemic, because of the pandemic, 
because of the coronavirus pandemic. Let me be very clear here. We are not the first nation in the history of the, of the world to suffer from a pandemic. There have been a lot worse ones. There have been better ones. We are not the first nation to suffer from a pandemic. This economic disaster we're in is not because of a pandemic. It's because of a pandemic response. Locking people down is a choice. Go home, put up plexiglass, wear a mask, hide in your house, live in a bubble, school from home, shut down your restaurant. These are choices people made. You can argue all day long if you'd like that that you think it's the right choice, but don't you ever tell me, well, we had no choice. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And yes, we do. This is not because of a pandemic. This is because of a pandemic response. We made this choice. We had better unmake it quickly or choo-choo, the trains are coming. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you have any anxiety? I've heard maybe there's a little bit of that going around. <laughs> Look, doc- I like doctors. I have nothing against doctors at all, but the truth is this. I like natural solutions. I like natural doctors. That's why I like Doctors Trusted CBD Company. They've been doing natural health care since 1999. And look, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known to alleviate things like anxiety, sleeplessness, joint pain. So which CBD do you choose? I go with the one Doctors Trusted CBD Company tells me to go with. You see, they researched the whole industry, and that's why they only sell the best products on DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Products like Be Best Organics. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. We'll be back. Georgia and the presidential election. We are in a bit of a pickle right now, and I'll tell you what that pickle is. The presidential election we just had. No I do not think it's going to be overturned. I understand there are a thousand people out there telling you right now, it's going to be overturned, just hang tough. Understand this. I'm not your mommy. I am not here to powder your butt for you and tell you everything's going to be okay. The chances of that thing getting overturned and Donald Trump getting four more years are that small. It's not going to happen. But I do think it is critical for the future of our country to expose every single thing that went on. Every single thing. I think it's critical. However, let's be honest. Pursuing every single thing that went on has an excellent chance of costing us the United States Senate, which we also need. And I'm not here to tell you there's a good solution. I would never in a million years come on here and tell you, just stop fighting about the presidential election. Just lay down and let them have it. It's no big deal. No, 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 no. Screw that and screw them. Go after every single part of this because we have to know the truth, don't we? For the future, it's not even about Trump. For the future of the country, for the future of elections, we have to know. But it is going to hurt us in Georgia, and here's why it's going to hurt us. You can argue till you're blue in the face. I can argue till I'm blue in the face. Wow, the, the Georgia people will see past that. No. Remember, you don't win elections. I don't win elections. I, I very specifically don't win elections. I've lost two of them. But what I'm saying is people who watch politics closely, 
they don't decide elections. Those, those Georgia Senate seats, they're going to be decided by the casual observer. Guy, wife, kids, car, job, mortgage payment, maybe comes home at night, gives, gives 10 minutes on the news, 10 minutes off. That guy right now, what's he think about the Republican Party? And I'm not saying the Republican Party is doing something wrong, although they usually are. What's he think about the Republican Party? He thinks they're a bunch of sore loser wingnuts. And we're not that. We're out there pursuing the truth. But that is what he thinks. And the truth is, sometimes you just get stuck in a bad situation. And that's where I think we are with Georgia. We're stuck in a bad situation right now. It is what it is. Trump says, get out there and vote. If you don't vote, the socialists and the communists win. They win. Georgia patriots must show up and vote for these two incredible people. And I'm telling you, they're two of the finest people you'll ever meet. Trump out there backing him. And you know what? For a man stuck in his own fight that looks to be a losing fight right now, I got to say good for him. Do it for him. Hold a big old rally and voice your support for two senators. What does Trump actually gain out of that? Nothing. Trump personally doesn't gain a single thing if Purdue and Loeffler get elected in Georgia. I appreciate him out there doing it. Good for him. Good for him. Dave Purdue, I believe, made a mistake last night. There was a debate schedule between his opponent, Ossoff, and Purdue, and this is how it looked. Well, it's a, a strange situation to be asking a question of a sitting United States senator who is not here to debate as he asks for the votes of the people to be reelected. Senator Perdue, I suppose, doesn't feel that he can handle himself in debate or perhaps is concerned that he may incriminate himself in debate, both of which, in my opinion, are disqualifying for a U.S. senator seeking re-election. He may not wish to be asked questions, for example, about his trades in Regions Bank while he championed legislation to benefit the firm or his trading of defense contractor stocks while he directed taxpayer dollars to them. But whatever the reason that Senator Perdue is not with us today, I think what I would ask him is why he continues to oppose $1,200 stimulus checks for the American people at this moment of crisis. See how bad that looked? I don't care how far ahead you think you are, how bad it looks, you must show up for the debates. That John Ossoff is a nut job, and he's sitting up there, and you can't say a single word about the absolute body slams he's landing on you. And the country right now is not distracted by anything else politically. People around the nation watched that. Come on now. Help us out. All right. Cyber theft, cyber crime, it's not a fad. Just, just know this. It's something that's here to stay. The FBI says cyber crime is up 75% during the coronavirus pandemic. 75%. Home title theft is running through this country, and they can't get a handle on it. Because it's so easy for the cyber thieves. Your home title is not a piece of paper. It's online. It exists online. They hack into it 
They forge your signature on it, which is nothing for them. And all they do is go take a loan out against it. They just go take a loan out against it. You have to pay that loan back. You won't even know you had it until you start getting late notices in the mail. Honey, what's this? The only way to stop it from happening is home title lock. Go. Go to hometitlelock.com and sign up today. If you use the promo code radio, that gets you 30 days for free. Hometitlelock.com. We'll be back. Joining me now, John Phillips of the John Phillips Show on KABC of Los Angeles. John, I need you to explain to me very, very specifically why an intelligent human being with the great show, I might add, chooses to live in Southern California. Because I don't want to shovel snow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know what? That's fair. It is fair. In, In all seriousness. I get the appeal of Southern California because I've spent plenty of time there. I do. I just cannot... I guess it drives me insane that someplace so beautiful has been ruined by leftists because I've seen them do this time and time again. They did it with the Northwest as well. Why does this happen? Why do they go to only the beautiful places and just carpet bomb them? Well, in California, unfortunately, it's a story of Republican industries being replaced by Democrat industries. Uh, We used to be run by the military. So many people who live in California came here during World War II. They came here for the Korean War. They came here for the Vietnamese War. They were stationed at California bases and they brought their families here. And they had conservative values, conservative ideas as to how the world should be run. When the Cold War ended, all of those bases shut down or many of them shut down. We were also dominated by the aerospace industry, and after the Cold War ended, many of those plants shut down, and they either shuttered completely or they moved out of state. They were replaced by liberal industries like Silicon Valley, like Hollywood, like the service industry. And when you have liberal industries dominating the state, you have liberal voters dominating the state. Uh, That being said, even in this democratic deep blue state, when Gavin Newsom ran for governor, he did not run as one of these Bernie Sanders, AOC, left-wing um, totalitarians. He ran as a business-friendly Democrat. And then as soon as he got elected, man, he sold out like a 72-pack of Charmin. Okay. I did. Let's pause for the industry thing for a moment. Because, look, you're out there, you'll understand this. I get why Hollywood would be leftist. In general, actors and musicians are crazy people. They can't help it. That's just how God made them. The tech thing, though, I do find odd. And, I, I look, it's just, I guess it's because I'm not a technical person. I've never been involved in big tech. That seems like it should be a conservative industry to me. You know, hard work, competition, success, getting ahead. And yet they're all freaking communists. Why? No, no, no. (laughs) There's so many people that write about how libertarian they are. No. Think about this for a second. Think about if you had a job and you relied on your employer for transportation, you relied on your employer for your yoga class, you relied on your employer for your child care, you relied on your employer for your dining options. That's what happens in Silicon Valley. People work for these companies, and these companies do literally everything for them. So they look at the government and they go, well, why can't the government do that for everyone else? 
it's not a libertarian industry. It's not an industry that that is um, embracing capitalism. It's an industry that is essentially a a large a multinational, a series of large multinational corporations that do everything for their employees, literally everything. Okay. Well, that's not good, John, because they are gaining in power. Right? Is this is not? I constantly worry because we're on just the business we're in. We have to be on social media on some level. I try to divorce myself from that as much as possible, but it's inevitable. So I don't want to be stuck in a bubble. But social media is as powerful as I think it is, right? Well, I mean, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but the internet is meant for porn. It's just social media <laughs> bastardized it so many ways. Uh, but you're right. Social media does determine who has a voice, who has a platform. And if they determine that you are out of the mainstream, which means you're not um, promoting whatever it is that they're promoting. And by the way, that, that that's constantly changing. So, for example, I know doctors, medical doctors, not like fake doctors in L.A. that are shutting us down, real medical doctors who have been posting things online critical of, say, shutdowns. And they had videos. Dr. Kelly Victory, who appears on my show all the time, had a video taken down off of YouTube because she violated their standards because her video went against what was being said by the World Health Organization. Well, the World Health Organization is now out saying the lockdowns don't work. And that was the whole point of her video that she put out that was taken down because it violated their standards by contradicting the World Health Organization. But the video is not back up on, on the internet. The video is still down. They have the power of God over us. They're, they're just as bad as these elected officials that vote to shut us down. All right, let's go back to Gavin Newsom for a moment, because people outside of California, they only know him for the punchline he's become. You said he ran as this business-friendly Democrat. Of course, everybody knows what an idiot he is now. But I look, I, I'm in this super cynical mood. I get like this post-election when it doesn't go my way. I'm in this mood of, I don't feel bad for Californians at all, yourself excluded, John. I just think to myself, you know what? Take your medicine. And next time you go to the polls, I want you to prove to me how mad you are. Are they mad enough to do something about it? They're pretty mad. Um, most people in California, California is not like the East Coast. California is essentially a state of apolitical people. Uh, it's a state where beautiful people from all over the globe move here to make it big in Hollywood, and ugly people move here to take 10%. Um, that, that is <laughs> who lives here. And they're not here because they're watching cable news 24-7 and, you know, reading Politico. They're just reflexively liberal because those are the industries that they work in. But they're reflexively liberal to a point because as soon as you make it illegal to be a bartender or you make it illegal to be a, an Uber driver or you make it illegal to ride your bike, which is right now the case in, in Los Angeles County, which I would point out is the largest county, not just in the state of California, but in the nation, at a certain point, even those people have had enough. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll kind of take a survey of how mad people are when the numbers in terms of the, the signatures for the recall of Gavin Newsom come in. If it qualifies for the ballot, that will not only get his attention, it will get the attention of the California press corps and the national press corps, and that'll be a big deal. Okay, so I need you to elaborate for me, and I understand you're not going to be all about this policy, but no biking? 
no biking outdoors for coronavirus? Yes. Yes. So everyone with multiple DUIs is in big trouble in Los Angeles County. Big, <laughs> big trouble. Um, you not only can't ride a bike, you can't ride a scooter. You can't, uh, you can't walk unless you're going to an essential service. But outside of that, you're supposed to be on, on mandatory uh, stay-at-home orders. So if you're not going to the grocery store, you're not going to the doctor's office, um, you were supposed to be sitting inside looking at, at prices, right? Reruns, which are now so old, the Indian is still on the box of the Land O'Lakes. Oh, I, I, I had forgotten about that whole disaster. I, I, you live there. I don't. Do cops actually enforce this? I, I, and I really mean this. Is somebody on a bike out there cruising around just wanting to go for a bike in the hills or whatever you weird people do out there? Is a cop really pulling him over and throwing him in cuffs and tossing him in the back of the paddy wagon? No. The greatest part about this is that the cops hate him with the hot, hot hate of a thousand sons. So they not only will not enforce it, they are on the record saying they will not enforce it. So if you live in an area that has a good county sheriff, or has a, a law enforcement agency that is um, openly refusing to enforce it, then you can pretty much do whatever you want. The way they're actually enforcing this is through code compliance. So if you're a restaurant, if you're a bar, if you're a beautician, you rely on professional licenses to operate. And the state can then step in and strip you of your license and make it so that you can't legally lawfully operate. That's how they're actually doing this. So they're just simply taking away people. And, and are they doing that, John? And I don't mean once or twice. Are they out there sweeping these businesses and cleaning them up like that? They're fighting them. They're threatening them. They are pulling licenses. They're doing that. Yeah. John Phillips of The John Phillips Show. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Man, that is a sad state of affairs. That is a sad state of affairs. All right. We got a lot more for you. Hang on. Joining me now, former Green Beret and president of the Security Studies Group, friend of mine, Jim Hansen. Jim, before we get to the Georgia Trump stuff, all that, I needed to explain something to me. I've watched a thousand friends of mine live in the D.C. area, move to the D.C. area, and lose their freaking minds because you move to that area and you automatically become somebody who tries to be just conservative enough not to make the left angry. You have somehow managed to fight against that. How did you do it and why can't they? Dude, I came out here as an infiltrator. All right, I am set up to be the East Coast warlord for when we eventually take this place over. So I just run a flag up the flagpole, you know, the skull and crossbones goes up, everybody rallies. I live on top of a hill, and we're going to make it happen. Oh, man, that is music to my ears. You know I'll be coming to your place once again, Jim. Um, Georgia, the presidential race. I, I think there are two things that are absolutely true, and I want you to, I know you will, push back if you think I'm wrong. I think we should pursue every single illegal vote, every single bit of election fraud humanly possible. I think we need to know what's out there right now, what they did, the, the exact you know, breadth of it. I think we need to know that. At the same time, I do think pursuing it so hard does hurt our chances to win these two Senate seats in Georgia, and I don't want that either. Am I wrong about either of those things? 
you shockingly are unsurprisingly perfectly correct. No, dude, here's the thing. We do have to find out this was the most corrupt election in United States history. All right, period. There's not even a close second. The scale of stealing and cheating that the Democrats did is massive. The problem we have is there are a lot of people who have decided if that happened, then any conspiracy theory they can come up with is worth pursuing. And so we end up with this whole Kraken-related thing where we got voting machines and special forces raids against CIA server farms in Germany. And that stuff is what's <laughs> hurting the legitimate efforts. Literally, dude, they, they brought that up. And I'm like, no, didn't happen. They're like, aha, we knew you were a rhino. I'm like, no, come Jim, on, this I is me. I need you to be honest with me here. You were a Green Beret. Did you ever raid any CIA facilities? All the time, but that's not the point. <laughs> no, dude, it didn't happen, all right? And what we've got is a lot of legitimate cheating that we need to identify so they can't do it again. Now, this may not flip the election, and right now it's not looking good. But it doesn't mean we give up. It doesn't mean we don't take, like you said, every opportunity to litigate this and to get audits of the vote. The main cheating they did was by allowing in mail-in ballots that would never have been accepted in previous elections. Compared to 2018, the ballot acceptance rate for mail-in ballots was 10 and sometimes 20 times more. So all these ballots that would have that had mistakes, that didn't have matching signatures, the Democrats let them in. We need to identify those and say no more. We're not going to allow that next election or we'll go ahead and lock ourselves out, lose the Senate and then blow our chance to take back the House in 2022, because that thing is ours in 2022. OK, what should we do with this Senate? I, I care very much about not giving Chuck Schumer the Senate, I, but I don't know that I care more about that than exposing what they did. What is the right course of action? Lead us, Jim. Stop the crazy talk and follow the real fraud. There, there are two things going on. President Trump has his normal election lawyers, and then there's this other group that are filing these poorly thought out poorly filed, you know, with the wrong names and wrong dates and all kinds of stuff on them. We need to go ahead and take, in Georgia, we need an audit by signature. In Wisconsin, we need an audit by signature. And in Pennsylvania, we need an audit by signature. That'll tell us how much the Democrats cheated to get mail-in votes in that should not have been accepted. Then we go back to a lot of state legislatures, which are run by Republicans, and we change the rules so they can't do it next time. That's what we need to do. Okay. Do you have any faith? And shoot me straight. My audience, as you can imagine, has a pretty <laughs> thick skin. It is my audience. <laughs> What's the likelihood of Donald Trump having four more years? I say it's small. It's probably not going to happen. I, I don't see, unless something that I haven't seen, and we're talking to any, everybody. We're talking to the campaign. We're talking to you know the lawyers who, who worked on this before and a bunch of people. I don't see anything. The Dominion voting machines, these other things that everyone's saying are, are this massive thing, that's not going to pan out. So we're down to the fact that even the votes that the Democrats cheated to get in are probably not going to be thrown out. What's going to happen is the Supreme Court or one of the other courts is going to order the states to change their rules for the next time. They're not going to invalidate that many votes. So I don't think it's looking good, brother. Okay, well, that is a win, though. I mean, look, obviously it's a loss. We don't want Joe Biden, but that is a win. You do think we could have some orders from the Supreme Court saying, don't pull this crap again? Yeah, we have to. And that's why we have to stop the crazy talk. If you're, if you're making everybody think 
that all you've got is a bunch of trumped up conspiracy theories, then you're not going to get the actual cheating validated, adjudicated, and then ready to be changed for the next election. And come on, if you look at this election, we picked up a bunch of seats in the House. And when we go back in 2022, if we're using normal rules of voting, we should own the House next time around. And that would be both the Senate and the House to make sure that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can't do anything stupid. Jim, what do we know about these two Republicans who are running in Georgia? Obviously, we're pulling for them no matter what. Kelly Loeffler, Purdue, what do we know about them? Are, are we happy with them? Are they good enough? What are they? What we know about them with 100% metaphysical certainty, they're not Democrats. And that's all <laughs> I need to know right now. I swear to God, I don't care. I don't care what they are because if they vote more often with Mitch McConnell than with Chuck Schumer, we're okay. If we lose those seats, then you've got the possibility of the Democrats packing the Supreme Court, and that could end the Republic. All right, that's a legitimate threat to the Republic if they do that and start taking away the Second Amendment, taking away the First Amendment, as they have literally said they want to do. So we need to take those seats. Those two are much better than the Democrats, and they're decent human beings. They have pulses, they're carbon-based life forms, and they're in our caucus. That's what we need to know. Jim, tell me something. Do you think they actually would pull something like that with the Supreme Court? I'm not, I'm not at all fooled by Joe Biden's we have to heal together rhetoric right now. I know that's just a bunch of crap to get us to calm down because he just won. But that is such a drastic step. And I'm not, I'm not discounting how much the radical left hates this country, but that is such a drastic step. And what haven't they done is the problem. I, I, five years ago, I would not have entertained thoughts of ever splitting the country up or saying that an election could be stolen, you know, or any of these things that we've almost seen happen in the past five years. I do not put anything past them. And we absolutely can't take the chance because that's an that's a irrefixable, that's a new word, irrefixable thing. So <laughs> it is, it is, trust me, I'm going to write it in the dictionary. They do that then what's to stop them? You know, they, they add four justices. What are we going to do, add eight next time around? You know, pretty soon we got an auditorium to hold the Supreme Court hearings in. We can't do that. And the things they would do in the time they had would be devastating. And I honestly do not trust it. First of all, Biden would never be in charge. So, you know, he's got the AOC caucus running his show behind the scenes no matter what. And I don't trust him. Nobody should trust him. Who's the guy or girl around Biden we have to watch out for? As you just pointed out, look, Joe Biden's not running squat. Who's the one? Who's the brains behind him? Who's, who's running things? You know, it's Jill. I mean, the bottom line is she's known he's incompetent because she's with him every day. She's the one who gets him up. She's the one who feeds him his butterscotch pudding in the afternoon. You know, <laughs> she's the one who knows what he's doing. And she's the one who's telling him what to do. Now, the problem is she's got to run his life. And the rest of the Dems, you've got not just uh, AOC and her squad, but the people he's putting in look good. You know, they look less radical than we would have expected. But you put a person like Michelle Flournoy in, you put Xavier Becerra, you put these other people in the cabinet positions that he's talking about, they are going to be parts of the progressive machine that wants to dismantle the republic. And uh, we, can't, we can't have it. Joe is nothing but a figurehead. Jim Hansen, Security Studies Group. Thank you, my man. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Jesse.
It is the man behind the man thing. And yeah, I can see that with you. You remember that with you on the campaign trail? She's out there giving 10 interviews a day when Biden's giving one, when Joe's giving one. It was weird, right? We talked about it on the show, of course, as I have no problem being offensive. She was out there more than Joe was, and it was odd. It was, even for the Democrats, to have the first lady leading like that, potential first lady, was weird. All right. I have the perfect Christmas gift for me. Coming up. I understand how much you look up to me, and I can't blame you for doing that. And I just want to thank you for all the love I get by email. I, I, I really love it. And I've started to get these really precious emails from you saying, Jesse, Jesse, we love you. You're the best. I promise these emails actually exist. Jesse, you're the best. What can we get you for Christmas? I have a solution. I never have an answer for somebody when they ask me what they can get me for Christmas. However, I saw this video. Buy me one of these. How much can this place withstand? It was engineered to withstand a 10 kiloton nuclear warhead. This is a converted missile silo. Here in the heartland of rural Kansas, one man is offering millionaire preppers a high-tech way to avoid the apocalypse. Welcome to the Survival Condo. This former Cold War missile silo is now a luxury bunker built for the super rich. The survival condo is spread across 15 floors and goes 200 feet underground. At the top, under the dome, are the recreation facilities like the pet park and climbing wall. Underneath that are the mechanical level, medical bay and food stores, with luxury living quarters spread across the next seven floors. At the bottom, a further four floors house a classroom, a library, a bar, a gym, and a cinema. You know you want one. I have to have one of those. They did say super rich, so I can't tell you it's going to be affordable. Maybe you all could pool your money together. Remember, this is for me. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacarum, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect. Which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.